Welcome to Listening to Paint Dry with Mike and Dan, a podcast about the art and hobby of miniature painting. I'm Mike. I'm Dan. And I'm Dev. Thank you for joining us on our continued quest to become better, braver, happier painters. Hey man, what's happening? That's right, amazing painters. We are joined here with no other than Dev from Raggedy Pants. There's no better way to kick off our... I Thanks, just flipped guys. the mic there massively. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure what I said, but raggedy pants. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> There's the name of the episode. Happy New Year's with raggedy pants. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> All right. That's right, amazing painters. We're joined here by no other than. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't you're gonna have to take a yeah, breath. I need. I need breath. to do the uh, yeah the the face suck thing, whatever that is called. I gotta say that like six more times in this show. I think I'm gonna have to uh, change that somehow. All right. That's right, amazing painters. We're joined here by no other than Dev from Raggy Pants. There's no better way to start. <laughs> Come on. There's no better way to kick off our year. Oh, you shit. did it again. You said raggy pants. I, I said, am I saying it wrong? Is my English like not working? Pretty it's much. Raggy pants. It's paints. raggy paints. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh, that's shit. What did you get yourself into, Dev? What did you get yourself shit. into? Shit. What did I get myself into? Ugh. Paints, paints, paints. Okay, let's try that again. That's right, amazing painters. We're joined here by none other than Dev from Raggy Paints. There's no other better way to start. There's no better way to kick off our new year with having a great friend around. Uh, it's always great to be on, guys. Thanks for having me back. So today we're going to recap the year and look at what we have in store for 2023. Yeah, we're also going to talk about our New Year's resolutions for painting. Uh, I've pretty much broken all of mine so far, so successfully completed at least one. Was your New Year's resolution to break all of your New Year's resolutions? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, congratulations, I think. Uh, well, the, the first thing we want to do to kick this off... Um, is take a moment to thank our guests from the previous years. We've had some amazing people come on the show. And so we, in the order of appearance, we'd like to thank Will Hahn, Roman Lapot, this random guy we picked up off the streets from California named Dev, uh, Roglin Studios, Dave Taylor, Chris Serhi, David Powell, Eric Swinson, Stephen Garcia, Zambies, Jakob Villian, and Andrew Wade, as well as we ended the year with Anthony Wang. Thank you all so much for sharing your painting journeys with us. We were honored you took the time to be on our show. And of course, you're all welcome back anytime. So let's continue this review, though, um, and start with our special co-host. Dev, talk to us about your 2022. What did you accomplish? What were your highlights? And what was your favorite figure painted? Oh, man. Uh, 2022 was crazy. I uh, started a new job. Uh, which really hammered my uh, painting time. I, I took a few commissions this year. I did some charity stuff, but uh, I compared to previous years, I really didn't get that nearly as much painted. Um, I spent the year actually getting back into painting stuff to a slightly higher level. Uh, I took a few classes, um, did a great in-person class with Matt Pietro. And I actually did the uh, online blending class that uh, Aaron Lovejoy does, uh, uh, Miniature Monthly. Um, and those were both amazing. Um, so I'm going to, you know, really try and continue that going forwards. But uh, in terms of the favorite model that I painted, um, I painted um, a 3D print called Indigo Fey Dragon um, as a dry brushing exercise I guess like it wasn't really meant to come out as anything uh, I painted it stupid colors it was like a bright blue and a hot pink um, but I ended up putting it into an IPMS show um, and it nailed first place in fancy figure so I was pretty pleased with that um, congratulations 
Thank you. Yeah. Um, IPMS has been a big thing for me this year. I uh, <laughs> I missed the the uh, club meeting where they were voting for president next year. So uh, I came back to find out that I'd been elected president of the club. That'll teach you. Yeah, I know, right? The the guy that that leaves to go to the restroom is the one elected. Yeah, so um, that's that's been taking up quite a bit of my time as well. But it's been really good fun. It's a a good group that we have out here. Wow, president of the IPMS, man. Yeah, just the local club, not not nationwide. No, no, I got you. I got you. Your little local. yeah, I can't even imagine too much responsibility for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, uh, here's your turn then, man. Uh, what did I do last year? Well, if I start with painting, then, well, I'm pretty much done with that. So we can go on to other stuff that I did. Uh, let's see. Uh, got a new 3D printer and printed lots of stuff, mostly Star Wars stuff uh i repurposed my 1950s tv stand into my turntable and receiver rack so i'm pretty excited about that finally got that going um now i can now have a proper place to uh to listen to my music uh i watched 142 movies and 26 seasons of different tv shows while not painting uh let's see i helped uh with the first uh, kill team open and Mike was there also with um, helping me out with squad goals. We did that in February. Uh, let's see. I did the Nova Open Capital um, Palette again. Uh, that was in September. Uh, let's see. In November, I got another black eye from Southern Assault Battletech Tournament uh, that was hosted by Fortress uh, Minis and Games in North Carolina. That's always a joy. Um, did a lot better last year, but uh, hey, a lot of fun. Um Joined Mike to a to a lot of um, I um, PMS shows and uh, armor shows. And we'll let Mike talk about those. He's better at communicating that. Um, but what I did actually paint, I did paint a lot of uh, BattleTech this year. Uh, I learned a lot of processes of why and how I suck. Uh, so that will go into what we'll talk about later on. Um. Mike, didn't we have a Banshee class this year? Yep, April. It was in April. That's right. So I learned some really cool stuff in April from Banshee. Um, And, oh, you know, there was one more thing, but I can't remember what it was. So it must not have been that important. No, probably not. That pretty much rolls up what Dan did, you know, (laughs) this year, kind of. Or no, wait a minute. That kind of rolls up what Dan did last year. Off to you, Mike. What did you do? Oh, geez. Um, well, it was a very, uh, very busy year. I guess I'll start with uh, teaching my first classes. Uh, I started at the Kill Team Open this year, which was a lot of fun, and then taught some classes at ReaperCon. What a kind of crazy growing experience for me as a, as a painter. Um, it was having students. I learned a ton from them and had a, had a lot of fun. Um, but I'll, I guess I'll start overall with the conventions. I guess we went to, we started at the Richmond IPMS at the Old Dominion Open. There was an AMP show the same weekend and then the same area that the Banshee show was at. So we went to that. And for those who don't know, that's the Armor Modeler Preservation Society. And if you ever want to see precision in a way that a painting competition is judged you got to take a look at how they do it in amps it's really kind of crazy how organized they are basically they take your uh piece put it on a cart take that cart to the judges then they, then they go and put it into display like it's just this crazy manufacturer kind of thing going on um yeah it, it was it was pretty interesting you have like you know a hundred entries and you'd have like 700 judges there it was just the judging room was just huge. It, it mm-hmm. looked like something from like the 1940s, like one of those movies where they're like typing shit up. Right. There were yeah. so many people in that room judging and they're all enthusiastic. But uh, I think the rationale was you can't be an expert at like American World War II tanks and, you know, current German tanks or something. So that's why they have so many people in there to, 
to, to help out with that. Yeah, it was really neat how the volunteers that they had. Um, and then uh, I don't think you went to this, but I went to the Nova IPMS show in uh, April in Fairfax. Um, then there was a huge break. And then we had ReaperCon where you were at the Nova Open. Um, and then well, we both went to the National Capital Model Soldier Society's figure show, which was in October. So it was, it was unbelievably uh, a lot of fun learned so much, got to meet some wonderful people. Um, some of the highlights included, uh, Dev has to be one of my highlights of the year. Thank goodness he was there with Rebercon. I might still be wandering around Denton, Texas if he wasn't there. Um, certainly all my shit would still be there. Uh, <laughs> um, meeting so many listeners of the show at Rebercon was also kind of crazy. Um, and then uh, the Banshee workshop was, uh, that was intense. There was a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. Um, as far as favorite pieces go, um, I would have to say my favorite piece, the most fun I had painting was Quicksilver. I, I loved everything about it, including all the struggles. I learned a ton of uh, uh, how to airbrush, um, uh, using the airbrushing and working on a 75 millimeter figure. Um, but kind of a close second is the Anubagacia Sakura figure. Uh, and one of the reasons why it's become one of my favorites is because of the reception it received at ReaperCon. I was really dumbfounded by how much people actually liked it. And then um, somebody had Photoshopped it and put it in a cherry blossom background when we got back, which was really cool. And I need to share that. Shame on me for not. But it was really, it was very cool. So it was weird to get that kind of reception for a figure that um, I have to admit, I didn't like the end result. Uh, I wasn't, I'm not particularly happy with it, but, um, you know, I guess I'm just going to listen to the people and ignore myself. So <laughs> it's funny how that happens sometimes, isn't it? I've, I've felt that way about some pieces in the past as well. Absolutely. So, so let's just switch gears a little bit. What do you guys learn this year? Anything new that you've been trying out? What about you, Dan? <laughs> Anything new? Yeah. Um, actually, um, this might, this is going to lead in, into, uh, our new year's goals. Um, but I have paint brushes that are probably a good 15 to 20 years old, some five years old. Um, some of the pre changes to, uh, you know, importation and things like that of those kind of materials and stuff. But I realized for the first time after decades of painting that your brushes break down and you need to change them. That was life altering. You don't understand. Some people just do it habitually. I don't. I keep all my brushes. I probably have about 250 different brushes. Um, I've used most of them. I keep going to the same brushes and it just didn't dawn on me until i watched a video whose video did i watch i can't remember their name but they were using the um oh shoot i can't remember the name of the brushes now but i was like i think i have that brush why is his point so sharp i was like oh i've never touched mine that's why my point is so sharp but he's doing lines that I couldn't do. So I started to play around with it a little bit. And I was like, oh my gosh, let me go check out the other brushes that I've purchased over the last 10 years and never took out of the little tubes. So that's what I learned. Change your brushes when they don't have super awesome points on them. Yeah, paint, wise, paint wise, I didn't, I didn't paint anything. I just played with my brushes. <laughs> so I didn't learn anything paint wise. <laughs> Baby steps, man. Baby steps. Right. Only took me right. 20 years. <laughs> you know, I think, um, and, and for me this year, a lot of it was more um, kind of learn a, like becoming more self-aware of my painting, where I wanted to go, being honest with my, learning more about, you know, I, I learned for sure that I never want to be an army painter ever, ever, ever. Um, that, that was a good thing. Um, 
Um, but I also learned just like some of the mistakes, the reason why I make some of the mistakes I make, um, a lot of it has to do with impatience and not listening to an instruction, but like thinking I understood the instruction and starting before the instruction is complete. Um, and so I, I, I that sounds kind of cheesy, but I, I like for me, it was very educational in the context of um, learning how to become a better painter as not necessarily a technique per se. And also I can't even put into words how much I learned from teaching those classes. It was, they were unbelievable. And all the advice I got from other instructors um, was fantastic and super helpful. And then, you know, the students in my classes were amazing. So I'm glad you learned something from those classes because I didn't learn anything from them. Well, considering you didn't attend a single one. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Maybe next time. Um, oh, no, that's not true. You did attend the Kill Team Open one, but yet there's photographs of you sleeping through it. So, oh, yeah, I fell asleep in that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that was my study technique at university as well. <laughs> so, anyways, Dev, how about you? How, how, how was your year of learning? Yeah, man. So, um, actually, a lot like you, a lot of it was just um, kind of ingesting classes that I taught, see, kind of trying to gather feedback and gauge people's reactions in the class, see what elements of them could be tightened up, what I could improve. Um, that was quite a big part of it. I am still trying to get back into competition display style painting versus uh, kind of the, the more uh, quantity uh, painting that I've been doing for commissions and honestly, and for myself for years now. Um, and it's a, it's really messing with my head. That That's a, it's a very, very different uh, mentality to go into things to try and actually, you know, achieve with a high output. Uh, really challenges my, you know, attention span. Uh, when I, I start getting bored, I've, I've got like too many pieces that are just half finished because I, I just didn't get that, that hit of, you know, this is a done model that I'm so used to with just cranking out the numbers. Um, so yeah, th those were big things really working on my blending, uh, through Aaron's class was a big one. I've, I've gone through and watched those videos over and over again, just like you said, Mike, right? Like it's to make sure that you're not just making the assumptions in what's being said, you're actually hearing it and, and ingesting it and practicing on those things. So, you know, worked on a few pieces off the back of that, but, uh, yeah, none of it, none of it is learned. It's all still in progress. It feels like. Well, that's the nature of our hobby journey, right? It's all, it's never ending. So. Yeah, so true. All right. Um, I'm going to piggyback off of Dev here, and I'm going to start with the New Year's resolutions. You guys cool with that? Yeah. Go for it, man. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, what I'm going to do is I'm going to rephrase this to personal goals. Um. I don't keep any of my new year's resolutions just on principle. Um, so I got to do something. So what plans do I have this year? So um, this is going to go back to, this is going to tie to some of the other things that we, I talked about earlier. So it's all going to co come together in that third, what is it? The third chapter or whatever it is, final chapter of the, of this movie. Um, so during the holidays, my hobby area was a mess and I have drawers full of like stuff like stickers or the thousands of recipes that I write down and never use or paper, just, just stuff. I can't, I can't, and it was just too complicated and too messy. So I started to get rid of all this stuff and I noticed that I had this huge, we all have this huge pile of gray, but I started going through them. And just like what David said here a couple minutes ago, I realized that I had a lot of figures that were about 90% done. So I'm thinking now that, Hey, that'd be a cool show. Like, why can't we finish that last 10% um, what's going on in our brains? So my goal for this year is I want to finish a bunch of pieces 
that I was super excited about buying over the last couple of years, but I never finished them. Um, and this is going to go back to 40K and my Dark Angels. So that's that's pretty much the only thing I paint, black and green uh, with my Space Marines. So I have a whole bunch of those that are partially painted and a lot of them that are still in the boxes. And with all the rumors swirling around with new Dark Angels and a 10th edition coming out, I just think this would be a really cool time for me just to focus or try to focus on getting those done. And I essentially have two complete armies that are about 90% done that I've always wanted to finish. So um, I've got so much stuff. I'm not even going to list them off. I was going to list them off before, but... I'm not going to now. Um, so that that is really what I want to do this year. Um, is I I just want to like finish off some of these things. Um, I was excited about them. I'm still kind of excited about them. Um, but I I just I have just too many figures that are sitting around, and I don't mind the gray ones. But now I'm like, wait a minute! I actually spent time and effort on these. And excited about when I painted them and I don't know why they fell off. Was I distracted by something else? Did another Kickstarter happened and I forgot about them? Or was I just, you know, pissed off about some video that I saw and I was angry at GW? Who knows? But um, I want to work on that. That and contracts and manufacturing of all the swag that you get if you're a member of Patreon. On to you, Mike. Oh, is it my turn? Okay. Uh, no, um, it's devs. You can just I'll, stop now. I would make I'll, Dev do it. <laughs> um, yeah, so a lot of mine is carrying on what I was doing last year, working on getting higher-end finishes, maybe even finishing a couple of pieces for competition that I'm actually happy to to put into a competition. I haven't had much of that recently. There's a gargant that's been set on my table for over a year now that needs finishing up and putting into some contest. Um, I, I also want to keep doing some of the faster paint stuff. Um, I, um, I've got like 10 Warhammer Underworlds wall bands that have not been finished. Um, and I really enjoy that. They're, they're such nice sculpts for just hitting up with some airbrushing and then contrast that it's like, there's no excuse for not having them done. So, uh, I started those over Christmas and I'm going to continue plowing on through those, but yeah, working on my patience, working on actually finishing models to the high standard that I want to achieve. I know I can do it. I can do it on small sections of the models. It's it's building up to to actually achieve that same high level across the whole model that I'm, I think I really need to focus on this year. What about you, Mike? Um, you know, so I have a few things going on that I want to do. The first thing is, um, I want to spend some time with a private coach this year. I've actually started that resolution. Um, I don't feel like I've ever really successfully painted a bust. And so I'm getting some private coaching on painting a bust. Um, I need to improve my blending. That's a big, that's a very big one uh, for me. Um, Hopefully, uh, I'll check off the enter the golden demon from my bucket list. I don't even care about placing anything along those lines, but my my whole goal is just to compete and put my piece in to a golden demon. I have to admit, um, my plans kind of derailed themselves because I got into the drudgery of doing. I wasn't, I wasn't enjoying them. And then I decided I actually, when I was just cleaning up, um, to go to a swap meet with Dan, I was going to get rid of a lot of my storm cast. And I found one on sprue that I had painted. I'd done a little conversion of, and it was, uh, she, it was my first non-metallic metal full piece, um, that I had tried. And I had another one of her and I really loved the sculpt and model. So I'm like, you know what, if that's what I get done, that's what I get done. Um, so I kind of changed my, my mentality of that. Um, another big thing is I want to develop and improve the classes that I've taught. Uh, I want to keep, uh, pushing myself to get, to be a better teacher and to provide better content. Um, that also kind of applies to not kind of, that definitely applies to the podcast as well. Uh, I want to learn how to better market the podcast. And one of my 
perpetual goals is going to always be to improve as an interviewer, um, become, you know, find better questions, um, et cetera. And then in the end, I also just want to go to more conventions. I, we had so much fun, um, going to conventions this year and meeting people and such. I just want to do more of that. And we already have that all hook, line and sinker right now for Adepticon, Dan. So that's pretty, that's pretty cool. So this year, you know, what, what's kind of cool though, learning uh, meeting new people at conventions. I want to do more of that. And speaking of which, Dev, what conventions are you going to this year? What's on your docket so far? Uh, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not entirely sure. I, I thought about doing Adepticon. Um, I, I decided not to in the end. Uh, it's just, there's, there's too much other stuff going on to get away for it. Uh, I will be hitting up KublaCon this year. Um, we are also, my local IPMS club is going to be running a show and we'll, I'll probably hit a bunch of the other local IPMS shows around. Uh, and then Gen Con in August is going to be a big one. I've not been to Gen Con in like five years. Um, I'm not sure that's going to be very hobby focused. It might just be more board gaming for me, um, but I'm looking forward to it. And honestly, I actually love looking at the the competition pieces there because there are so many folks that will enter into that competition that uh, with pieces that I don't see anywhere else. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. Uh, what do you mean by that? What kind of pieces will you see, would you see at Gen Con that you wouldn't see other places? I feel like there are some folks who are not, you know, the names that we think of with with miniature painting that will c- go along to Gen Con and put in pieces that they've done that I think are outstanding and I really enjoy looking at. Um, and, you know, I just, I, a lot of, a lot of uh, pieces, you'll see them, you know, the same piece at Gen Con and Nova and Adepticon. Uh, but I mean, there was one piece I saw in, I think it was 2017 and I can still remember it vividly of a person looking at themselves in the mirror. And it was, kind of a like a medieval um castle kind of setting with the, the mirror against the wall and the reflection had been painted and it just it was impeccable the whole piece just worked so so well um and i've never seen it anywhere else i've never seen it online or anything i'd, I'd love to to get a photo of that piece just so that i could you know refresh my memory of it because it was just stunning yeah, there's there's something that I should throw in too, is take more pictures at conventions. <laughs> That's a resolution for sure. But you know, I, I I noticed something too, Dev, in what you said as well is that we, like when we go to IPMS shows, they're much different than what you see at a ReaperCon or a Nova Open, right? Because like you also get that uh, that wonderful historical side. You know, you don't really see flats at Nova Open, and you see a couple at ReaperCon here and there, but when you go to like the historical shows, you see tons of flats and scratch these incredible scratch built. Uh, Dan, do you remember that castle raid diorama from the NCMS show? Yeah, that shit was that, that was not a joke. That, yeah, they had to like have a freaking semi to bring that thing in. Right, exactly. And that at the same one, there was a, somebody that did an entire car factory, floor the oh, floor wow. of a car factory. Yeah, it's just they're they're, they're like holy crap. And they're like, Oh yeah, we've been to four conventions with this across the country. And I'm like, how is it still in one piece? You know? And so it's that this type of, that type of stuff we don't get to see at like, uh, at the Nova opens or the Reaper cons. But so I guess this is a, 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 a little segue slash plug for if you have a local IPMS, they probably have a show look around for clubs and stuff. Like we have the national capital model soldier society here in northern virginia in the dmv area they have a show there's lots of different groups that are out there even even if you only paint figures i would still encourage you to go to a tank show uh we had a lot of fun at a tank show they had a lot of good vendors uh which was pretty cool um i caught a couple of unusual models that i probably would have never saw anywhere else Um, yeah that's true if you're looking for unique 
those shows have different they have like different types of vendors that we would never see in a gaming convention um and yeah i picked up some really strange too, stuff also yeah i picked up some strange all right um <laughs> but like like flats i never would have thought in a, oh here yeah after this yeah i never would have thought there had been a vendor for flats but they're out there and everybody's looking at plinths because that's like the cool new thing to have right now. You can go buy the ones from other people that are like, you know, pricey, but the, there was a vendor at one of these shows that was like five bucks a pop and they're like quality wood, quality stains. And you're like, yeah, you know, whatever. I just make them in my backyard. Um, no premium cost at all for those things. So, you're going to get inexpensive things. You're going to get stuff you've never seen before. Stuff that you definitely can use in your uh, in your figures, in your dioramas. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing about IPMS is you may not be particularly interested in the subjects, right? I know it's a lot of historical, a lot of scale models. A lot of the focus is on the build quality over the painting. But you are going to learn so much if you go to those clubs right and and there will be a club near you the guy there are ipms clubs all across the us all across the world it's an international organization um and if you just go with an open mind be willing to try some new stuff and you know get some experience because there it's I'm not going to lie. It's often an older set that attend IPMS shows. And, and <laughs> you know, IPMS I was going to make a comment about that. <laughs> but they like they have seriously been doing this for decades. The amount of skill and talent and learning that they have to share, it it's invaluable. I have learned so much in two years of attending IPMS clubs that like I would never have learned. Um, hanging out with miniature painters i'm sure I, i'd learn you know i would have learned a load of other things but the variety of skills that they invest in and the tools that they use or co-opt from you know because they're just not used to having products available uh it's incredible right i'm i'm never going to look at floor polish the same way again like you know using right. pledge for gloss varnish like why the hell would i buy gloss varnish when there's pledge out there <laughs> Ha ha, that is right. And remember, us young gamers and, and miniature painters are gonna turn into the old scale model guys. So Yeah, pretty much. Be be warned, you youngsters out there listening. Right. The fade the writings on the wall. And you know, that's the, the other thing. I, I don't just limit to IPMS and, and figure and tank stuff. Um, uh, I've been to a couple of train shows and I got to tell you, they got the best scenery pieces to buy it. Con- oh, they, yeah. they have the best vendors for scenery and flock and all that other stuff. So, you know, I, they, there's the kind of the challenge for the listeners is to, uh, to keep your mind open on, on your journey uh, and, you know, try other things I, I do on my bucket list. I want to do a train diorama. I want to, you know, like I, those are type of things that are on my list that, I kind of want to try as many different scale model type things before my eyes give out and my hands start shaking. Um, so for, for sure, I absolutely encourage them. Um, another th- question I, I'll, I'll throw out to you guys. Is there a technique or something that you want to master this year? Uh, for me, I, I'll throw mine out there. Um, I want to master texturing and stippling this year. That's where I, that's a big focus for me. And that includes painting fur on stuff that doesn't have fur. Anything that Um, you guys want to focus on? Yeah. I I want to consistently achieve creamy smooth blends. I don't really care how I get to it, but I I need to improve on it. It is, it is one of my weakest areas and I just need to put in the time and the, the effort to practice it, to improve it. I want to prove everything about my painting. So it don't matter what I do. It's all, it's all an improvement. Um, but I am focusing on non-metallic metal this year. Um, so that's, yeah. So that's my, I think that's the thing that I, I thought about over the last couple of months. That is something I want to uh, finally take some uh, classes on and get some, some 
reps in for doing that, especially theory. Right. You know, and that's, there's something to throw out right here too, is that I think that one of the people, one of the people, I think that people misunderstand when we say non-metallic metals, people automatically go to, you know, true metallic versus non-metallic, what's painted, et cetera. Learning how to paint non-metallic metals um, is a gateway because you're not just learning color theory, you're learning proper placement of light and shadow. And so there's there's a lot to it. There's basic skill sets and fundamentals that you have to have, like you have to be able to nail a good edge highlight for non-metallic metal to read correctly and shading etc and so even if you're somebody who's like damn it i only like tmm focusing on non-metallic metals is a gateway to learning other techniques etc and so i know that practicing that has made painting black better for me um for placing lights and shadows and understanding edge highlights and so it kind of has helped me learn to paint what are traditionally different difficult colors yeah, and materials, sense. right? Like it comes down to what the material is. If you can paint the most reflective thing and you understand why it it looks that way, why it reads that way, why you're painting it that way, all you have to do is ratchet that down varying degrees to get your brushed metal finish, to get your pleather finish, to get satin finish, to get a matte finish. It's just varying degrees of those light placements. Exactly. Exactly. So good on you, Dan. Non-metallic metal. It's a tough one. I'm, I, I, I don't know very many people that have mastered that per se. Maybe Kirill Kaninov, Pazarski, you know, Andy Wardle, you know, all the, 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 those are kind of the, the crazy, crazy painters um, as far as NMM goes. So cool. Now, next thing I'm going to throw out there. Is there a specific model that you want to get painted this year? And not just, oh, I want to paint my sisters a battle, Dan. Like, what's a specific model? <laughs> I've been playing with them for the last uh, three years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there a particular model that you want to do? Uh, so... I can't name any. Dude, I mean, I'm I, so frustrated with you right now because I know you're not doing, you're not saying the one of the ice skating space Marines. Whoa, dude, that's a secret. Oh shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I want to know more. Did you, I, get, did you ever buy the hot tub STL? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't get that one. But I have another idea that I'll be that I'll be uh, trying to put together for Nova this year. Let's we'll see. It's a diorama again. One of fourteen different ideas I have. But is it the sexy custodes? What are they? Oh, I forgot about those guys. That's what are those called pile. again? Is it fabulous custodes? I, I don't know. I don't remember what they were called. Uh, yeah, they, 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 you, you pointed me to the YouTube video yeah Have i think they're the fabulous uh, uh, something tells me i don't want to see these <laughs> <laughs> oh, they yeah, have cloths on you don't have to worry about it <laughs> <laughs> uh what is it is it uh what's the name of that podcast or um youtube station um channel it's um was it emperors uh something with the emperor using a text machine or what is that oh, oh emperor of the fax machine or something no i don't know emperor text machine it's a text of voice machine or something dan has all these crazy oh models. if the emperor had a text-to-speech device I think that's, I think that's the name of the channel, um, or the the series. If the mm-hmm. if the emperor had a text to speech device, and it's just a bunch of funny stories about forty k and the emperor, 
because he, you know, he's kind of sort of dead, but not dead. And so he communicates to this speech device, which is kind of funny. But there's a point where he has some folks that help him out, uh, hand servants or something, and they happen to be guys that wear loincloths and um, or oiled up. It's pretty funny. And they have just this really funny introduction when they come out all the time. So the custo- They're with custodies helmets. Right? But they're custodies. They have the yeah. custodies ham- hel- uh, helmets on. Yeah. Look it up. It's actually pretty funny. The first time you see it, you're just like, what in the world? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's comical. That's that's pretty much where I am right now. I just looked it up. What in the world covers it pretty well? Yeah, Dan, Dan has all these. Like I, I don't know how he keeps up with it. I can I never find this stuff. And he's like, "Did you see this?" And I'm like, "How do you not find this stuff, Mike? It just like throws itself at me." Well, that's you. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, was just, I was like, I don't want to see this anymore. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is cool too. I try so hard not to look up this stuff because I, I just end up finding STL files and stuff that I want to print out and paint. Like I've got uh, too yep. much stuff already. Oh. I can't be doing that. Yeah, I know that pain. All right, Mike, what's the model you want to paint up this year? I don't think we're getting a straight answer out of Dan. No. no I, um, oh, oh, well, I want to finish my Lionel Johnson. I definitely want to oh, finish okay. that. Good and show. if they come up with a new one, I want. I, w- I would love to do that one. A new one. But, they only just came out with that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I thought there was. There's rumors of a potential plastic kit coming. Yeah, because you know, Games like Workshop the... never. They they're not going to worry about just putting a model out. I mean, how many Magnus do we have? You know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think there are other other Primarchs that would hit it first, right? I don't yeah, know. I'm just going by rumors. I mean, if it doesn't happen, then I'd be like, oh, okay, that gives me more time to to stare at these unpainted models. Um, but that's what I'm thinking. That I mean, that would be the, that's the number one thing I want to I, I want to paint, and I want to finish a couple other old figures that I have mostly painted. Some of them I have painted, and I just don't have bases. I haven't put bases on them yet. Go figure. Uh, oh, for me. Um... So I have a, a few models that are that are on my priority list. Um, the first one, uh, as far as personal projects, fun projects go, um, I have a reprint of the Vampire Hunter D that you printed for me. Um, <laughs> that, that's a that's a big one. That's a that actually, and I and I should have mentioned this in my new year's focus i've actually kind of made a decision about my painting um i'm only like literally i'm only gonna pick up stuff that i just i want to have fun painting like quicksilver kind of taught me a lesson um and so it's probably going to change substantially the subject matter of what i paint uh for fun um and I'm kind of looking forward to it. So like Vampire Hunter D is on my list. Um, there's a, a character that I'm from comic books that I'm looking to get sculpted probably that I'm really excited about, but I don't want to talk about because I don't want anybody else to steal the idea. Um, and so from my, one of my, my favorite comic books of all time. Um, so I'm kind of like, I'm just going to like pick up stuff. That's fun. You know, I'm actually, I've been getting rid of a lot of my gray uh, stuff that I look at that I'm never going to paint again. I just donated a bunch of, uh, I'm getting ready to donate a bunch of miniatures to one of our listeners for a paint along. Um, And so that's going to be, that's good. Uh, If anybody out there uh, has a paint along that you want miniatures for, feel free to email us at listening to paint dry at gmail.com. I've still got a t- shit ton of them. I don't mind donating them, <laughs> especially if they're going to get a good home and get painted. Um, so yeah, that's, that, that, that's something huge for me that I want to switch my focus. So one of the, the main focus will be after Adepticon uh, painting up vampire hunter D and we'll see what else happens after that. What about you, sir, Dev? Um, so the Gargant that I've already started on needs finishing. Um, I think that's 
it's I'm literally staring at it right now and it does not look happy with me that I've not finished it yet. <laughs> um so that's a big one, but in terms of something completely fresh, like, uh, like literal, that's a big one. That's a huge model. Also true. Yeah, it, it's a huge model, and it's so far along. Like the skin is probably about seventy percent done, and that's a lot of the model. Uh, all of the because I resculpted it and stuff. That's all done now. Um, I, it just it just needs finishing. Oh, man, yeah, needs finishing. Um, but. Uh, I am a huge fan of the Discworld novels and MicroArts Studios put out Discworld figures in like 28 slash 32 mil, somewhere in that region scale years ago now, good 10, 15 years ago. And I bought pretty much the entire line as it came out and I sat them away in a drawer and promised myself I'd paint them once I felt like I was a good enough painter to do them justice. And to this day, I have painted two of them. Uh, I painted The Librarian a few years ago. It was the first serious competition piece I ever did. Uh, I painted Moist Von Lipvig uh, a little bit later in his bling and gold suit. Um, I think I might crack out another one of those this year. I might do Sam Vimes or something. Maybe one of the witches. We'll see. Did you say Moist Von Lipwick? Yeah. Have you not read the Discworld novels, man? I have not. Uh-uh. Oh, criminal. That's criminal. There's, yeah. there, there, there's no no getting out of that. It's criminal, man. Um, Moist Von Lipwick is a con artist uh, that uh, is in some of the later books. But he... Um, Could you be anything else but a con artist with a name like... Moist von Lipwig. No, no, I think it's a pretty clear-cut case of nominative determinism, but that that's kind of what Terry Pratchett was good at. Um, but he, the best part is he he is roped into reinventing the the postal service in Atmorpork in the in the main city in the books, and um, as part of this, he wears the outfit. Uh, it's just blinging gold outfit with like winged boots. It. It just looks ridiculous, but that's what the model is sculpted as. So uh, everybody who's who's read these books knows exactly what I'm talking about. But yeah, um, so I, I'm going to have to hit up another one of those models, I think, this year. That is a fantastic idea. I hope you get it done and bring it to ReaperCon. Yeah, uh, I. you know what? I think I will. Uh, I think that might be my my target because getting a 28 mil figure done for ReaperCon to a standard I'm happy with feels a lot more doable. than uh, I originally had a plan for doing a uh, scratch-built dice tower to enter into the open category at Reaper, um, and I can visualize exactly how it's going to look. I've, I've got all the parts... Well, I've got a bunch of the parts ready to go, and I just I keep I get, I get right up to starting it, and then I just bulk and shy away from it. Um, but yeah, I think uh, getting a Discworld mini done by comparison should be pretty easy. We'll see. I'm gonna keep umming and eyeing over these two, and come to Reapercon with nothing again, like I do every year. So... <laughs> That's not true. You got some golds last year. Oh yeah, no, that fair point. Fair point. I did actually manage to bring something last year, unlike the year before, where I literally forgot all of my entries at home. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, 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 um, I'd like to get something that I'm really, really feel like I've done uh, justice to, which hasn't happened yet for me for Reapercon. Um, the uh, Chibi was close, but I still wasn't too happy with how a few things turned out there. The plane, man. The plane was awesome. You liked that? I did. I did. I also liked watching you uh, burn fishing wire in the hotel room. <laughs> yeah, thanks for yeah. that, man. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It won't. <laughs> yeah, man. That antenna. I also snapped off the pito tube, and I've got no idea where that thing went. You're going to have to scratch build one of those at some point. No, it was awesome. I loved that piece. I loved that little plane. I don't know much about models. I was going to do a model plane this year, and then I realized it's a model plane. Um. <laughs> start easy, man. Start easy. Go with uh, go with a piece of armor. 
Worst case scenario, you just weather the crap out of it, and you know how to do that. So, like a tank, you mean? Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's not. Then you can enter into the amps thing, man. Yeah, you can do the rounds for the year. Yeah, there you go. Hit up IPMS. Hit up Reaper. I mean, Reaper has has a category for historicals, so just you know, do it, man. That's true. That is true. You know, the other side of it, though, too, this year, I probably will not be doing as many IPMS shows because of going to other conventions. You know what I mean? Why? It's only one day long, man. Yeah. But, you know, when you're gone, you know, the it's tough because we have Nova. One less child you have to worry about. Dude, we have Adepticon is in March, right? The IPMS in Richmond is in March. That's followed by the IPMS in April. I mean, it's all like right on top of each other is what the problem is. Who's in April? Is that the fair, one in Fairfax? That's the Fairfax, Virginia, yeah. Ah, oh, the Richmond one is so freaking awesome, though. Uh, I guess yeah. we'll be missing that one. Yeah, I don't even know when the ODO is. Uh, old, it's called, uh, we call it ODO. It's Old the Dominion old, Open. Yeah. You mm. know, we've been to it a couple of times. We went to it. We did go to it last year. We judged. We've judged the last couple of years. Yeah, the last two years, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna find out what categories you're judging and not enter a figure into that. Man, you're mean. Dan is always mean to me, Dev, when he has to judge <laughs> my stuff. Oh my gosh, there's three of us that judge each of the categories. It's not just me. <laughs> I know, but I always get a higher medal than you voted for. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> You don't know how I'm voting for you. (laughs) Notice he didn't say that's not true. He just said you don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, that's awesome. I I, I think that we have some clear paths for us ahead this year um, that'll only get muddier as time goes on, right? For sure, but... Anything else you guys wanted to add about last year or what you're looking forward to this year? I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I we're, think... almost, we're almost at an hour or two, just so y'all know. Yeah, we yeah. have a lot of stuff to cut out. <laughs> <laughs> Raggy pants. <laughs> <laughs> I liked raggedy pants myself. Raggedy, raggedy pants was the best. Raggedy pants was the best. Agreed. I think that's going to be Dan's porn name from now on. <laughs> Here comes Raggedy Pants. <laughs> we recorded oh, for two sh- hours. We got 15 minutes of content. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. I, I apologize, Dev. What were you going to say? I remember now, man. No, I had prompted anything about the new year or year in review or new year that you wanted to talk about or add. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I think it's going to be. I'm hoping it's going to be a good year. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm excited to try some new stuff. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous about Adepticon. Um, ReaperCon has a lot of people, but it's still okay in my spatial relation things. Uh, I'm worried that Adepticon might be a little bit overcrowded for my my uh, people level claustrophobia. You know, <laughs> ah, you just turn that shit off and then don't think about it until you get home. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't worry about it, man. You know, you're not you're not going to be playing in a tournament, I don't think so. You know, you're not going to have to hang out in in those big halls. Um, I don't think Fort Wapple tends to get all that overcrowded. Um, So you can just hang there the whole time with cool painters and just have a blast. Shoot, I don't have enough free time to go to freaking Fort Wapple. Yeah, Dev, I know you're not going to Adepticon, so I apologize about this. But Dan, we should definitely do a quick like rundown of our classes. Oh, shit. Yeah, you know what? Let's do that for the next show. No, dude, you're...
sticking right me now, around. I want to know. I got to find my show. Okay. 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 Give me a minute. You talk about yours and then I will talk about mine, but I got to find them. I forgot where I put them. All right. Cool. All right. I'm taking three classes. Thursday, one Thursday, one Friday, one Saturday. <laughs> I'm playing more than I'm playing more games than that. You actually that you register for games. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. I'm not going to see you all weekend. No, you're uh, not. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, so I'm taking a light and shadow class on Thursday by R- Richard Ricardo Agostino on Friday. And this I, I'm excited about all of them, but this is kind of a, a bucket list class. I'm taking loaded brush with Ben Kometz, um in the afternoon. Uh, I've always it's a technique. I know I've said it before that the loaded brush seems like a very intuitive technique that just drives me crazy in its execution. So being able to sit with a few hours with um, someone who's mastered it, I'm really looking forward to it. And then Saturday, basically I signed up for a boot camp thing that I didn't mean to sign up for, but what the hell? Uh, um, taking a seven hour, how to become a better miniature painter class with Francesco Farabi. Um, and so yeah, from 4.30 to 11.30 on Saturday. Whew, I am going to be wiped out for sure by the end of that class, but I'm really excited about that. The more I think about that class, the more I get excited. But... So what you got on the agenda, Dan? Okay, so I'm also taking the Secrets of Light and Shadows. So I think it's kind of funny when you said that the other day. I was like, ah taking it too and i'm also taking the loaded brush class with you so we're in two classes um Damn. so that that should be kind of fun we always end up taking the same, same classes for some strange reason but that's cool um but also on thursday i'll be doing battle damage with um oh shoot stiff neck guys um and then i have a battle tech painting session um and that's just to get me over there just so i can get a free or not a free it's five bucks so i get a mech out of it and it's gonna be painted uh with a personality but i'll be over there anyway playing two two grinders so i have a grinder on saturday and a grinder on sunday and those are um you just come in and just play until you die and then you get points for it then you win stuff so I'm doing, uh, let's see, what else am I doing? Harmony and Contrast Academy with, um, what was that, Haka or Kaha? I can't remember her oh, name. Oh, you got the Sorry. Kaha class, yeah. Yes, I forgot that. Uh, I'm taking another Ben Comments class, Understanding Non-Metallic Metals. I'm doing Intro to Sketching. And I have done sketching from a lot of people, so now I'm just collecting sketching artists at this point. Uh, Pirate Monkey. So uh, I'm going to try his, I, I need a different way of doing this. And uh, oh, you're going to love uh, him. He, Anthony is so awesome. His, his I, I liked his explanation about what he was doing. So I'm like, okay, I, I, I want to take this class. We've and gotten then, to spend time uh, with him the last couple of years at Reaper Con. He's such a yeah, good guy. Yeah, I know. He's such um, a good guy. And I used to, I used to, yeah, I, I've watched a ton of his videos and stuff. And I was just like, you know, he's probably got some good stuff. So. I figured I might as well take a class. And then Sam Lin's wet blending class I'm taking also. Nice. I took that at Nova a couple of years ago. Um, I, th- I, you know, I can't even remember anymore. Actually, I don't think I did take any of his. So this would be the first time I did his Patreon for a while. And I watched a lot of his videos and stuff. And, you know, I got to hang out with him for a little bit. But I didn't do, like, painting, painting lessons with him. So I get to do this. And one thing I do like about... Um, Adepticon's classes this is the first time we're we're going to this. Is their classes are really long, so it gives a, it seems to give us some time to do the explanations, get a demo in, and then some quality time to do the actual painting. Uh, we'll see how that works out. I mean, some of my classes are two hours. I think the shortest class is two hours, and then it goes up to those long ones that are like six hours. There's a couple of those. Which is it? What is your long class? Is like Kaha long class? Hers, uh, hers is from four thirty to eleven thirty. That's Friday. I think that's what like you have that one too. Uh, Eight thirty to one for the non-metallic metals. Uh, three and a half hours for the sketching, uh, and two hours for wet blending. So they're. I mean, I have a lot of late nights, and I, I think that's kind of cool too. Is they have really late night classes also. 
I think those were kind of fun, but I'll be dragging ass um, on most of those days. Very cool. Thanks for, for uh, suffering through that. Uh, I've been I'm, trying to get I've got to say, I'm jealous of Dan getting a class with car. That is, yeah. that is on my bucket list for sure. I would love to take a class with car. She's incredible. Yeah. I mean, just her use of colors is just boom. Yeah. Explosion. So, but yeah, no, that's amazing, man. Uh, and you know, I don't know, I, I didn't want to do what I did at the Nova open in 2018, which was basically, I had five minutes a day between classes, you know what I mean? It took between Roman's boot camp before the convention and taking three to four classes a day, every day, except for that Sunday, you know, I, I think I just got lost mentally in the wash. And so, um, yeah, you know, and I'm really, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm rethinking any of this because I still have the, the gaming that I need to do. Um, but I, you know, I, I'm going to be pretty saturated and I'm like worried. I'm not going to have enough time to take, uh, take a stroll through all the vendors and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you'll find so time, but it's, you know, you'll find the time. I'm looking forward to it. It's just going to be fun to be be in that in that environment, you know. Yeah, I just honestly, I, I wish it wasn't a uh, a golden demon event. It, it's it's really what puts me off from attending. I I don't want to be painting for that style at this point. But. Fair enough. This is my one and done. If I get him, get in. I'm I'm not not even going to stress about it in the future. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's a good approach. It's a good approach for sure. You know, and I, I did enjoy it when I entered. I just don't want to be painting to that style. Mm-hmm. Yep, I was actually explaining that to people at Games Workshop the other day when I was picking up paints. They're like, well, you know, you get you'll go back next year, and I'm like, I, you know, if I go to Adepticon next year, I'm not worried about entering because I'm not enjoying the rote. I'm enjoying painting a piece that I picked up because I was frustrated. Um, and I liked painting this model in the past, but painting the squad just, I honestly would rather put my junk in a meat grinder than paint six models, the same exact standard, same, you know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. I did. Um, uh, but painting a single uh, model, the the Athlon Jackals was my was my Golden Demon entry piece, and you know, customizing and painting four models so they fit in the universe, match GW style. It's it's a tall order. It's a tough thing to do. Yeah. Yep. 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 Exactly. So, but all right. Well, I think that sets us up uh, to kind of start the process of wrapping up the show. What do you guys think? Sounds good to me. All right. So the next thing that we have to do before moving to anything else is make sure that all of our listeners understand how much we appreciate you and thank you without y'all. We we wouldn't be here. So it's their fault. Yeah, pretty much their fault. But if you keep listening, we'll keep producing content so you'll have no one else to blame but yourself. So all 11 of you need to think about what you've done here. So let's give a shout out to all of our patrons. We got a Dev, a Mike, a Colin, a Carolyn, Cannibal Noises, which is the greatest name on our little list here, a Christopher and a Nick. Thank you very much for all your support. And we're going to have some amazing things for you this year as we progress. And we can't do this without the support of our listeners. (laughs) Hopefully we'll get to meet some of them at Adepticon. I stole your line, Dan. (laughs) That's fine. I think that's kind of cool. I really hope we get to meet some of our listeners at Adepticon. And we'll set something up at some point some point some point exactly oh actually we only have 
what 76 days so we I don't guess we have even, to start talking even, about that do not give me numbers i don't like it when you give me numbers <laughs> 76 <laughs> times 24 was that a how many days how many hours is that that's like that's like only like not even 200 wait no never mind all right my math's not working right now <laughs> I, I want to know what the odds are that Mike's going to be working on his competition piece the night before in the hotel room. Uh, oh. 100%. <laughs> I wouldn't take that bet. <laughs> the other, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't bet against that, please. <laughs> I am not going to yeah, do that when... for ReaperCon this year, though, because I don't have, I, I actually have a very limited number of things that I want to do for ReaperCon. So, and once I get back in April, I'll be focused so if i only get vampire hunter d done for ReaperCon, then i'm going to be happy all right so dan and i want to thank our frequent co-host uh dev for joining us again and sharing his experience and what he has in store for us this year you can follow him on instagram and facebook at raggy paints not raggedy pants <laughs> not raggedy pants we're not letting dan write even, scripts anymore i can't even write it correctly <laughs> so Deb, thank you so much for being here despite dan's blatant disrespect <laughs> absolutely thank you guys for having me it's always a blast coming on this show and uh folks yeah if you do follow me on these channels and i'm not posting enough because you're right i'm not then uh bug me and i will uh be motivated, hopefully, to, to try and post a little more often. Absolutely. We love getting a chance to see your work, for sure, man. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Listening to Paint Dry. We also have a YouTube channel, which is appropriately titled Listening to Paint Dry with Mike and Dan. And finally, introducing Listening to Paint Dry on Patreon. We have a slate of great shows and listeners swag to share with all of you this year. We've also updated our Discord uh, with with the same boring name, listening to the paint drive. Um, and we'll be talking about paint. You can show off what you got with the works in progress. So you can get tips and tricks. Uh, or if you just want someone to chat with and talk to, we'll be there. As we're going to a few uh, cons this year, feel free to reach out uh, for a meetup. I'm sure Dan will have some candy in his pockets for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. It's getting late, man. <laughs> I'll have some stickers. I'll give you stickers. Check Dan for some candy. Um, you have to delete all my shit. No way, man. It's totally staying. Please like, subscribe, or follow wherever you get your podcasts. If you could leave us a good review and not mention the whole Dan and candy thing, we would greatly appreciate it. Or if you do want to mention it, send us an email at listening to paint dry at gmail. Tell us, <laughs> tell us what you're working on, uh, and let us know how we're doing. And remember, folks, paint every day to become a better, braver, happier painter. I got nothing. See ya. Listening to paint dry with Mike and Dan is a production of LTPDWMD. All rights reserved. No portion of this recording may be used without the express written consent of the host. The music is Death by a Thousand Questions by Springtide. Download from the free music archive on a non-commercial attribution share alike basis. All views and opinions expressed in the show are solely the views and opinions of the person who said them. All celebrity voices, if any, were impersonated and done so poorly.